practice random kindness and senseless acts of beauty. I don't know when I first heard it, but I know it's been around for 36 years. Some time ago, I came across a copy of an article that discussed the underground movement behind this slogan and gave credit for its authorship to one Anne Herbert, who lived right here in Marin. Back in 1982, Anne Herbert uh, jotted the phrase down on a paper napkin while she was sitting in a Sausalito restaurant. A man sitting nearby to her liked it and copied it down, and he shared it. And then, as these things happened, the slogan began to spread. And eventually, it appeared on bumper stickers, business cards, coffee mugs, in newspapers and magazine articles, and taped to people's refrigerators. Practice random kindness and senseless acts of beauty. Anne Herbert later collaborated with writer Margaret Paloma Pavel to gather some meditations and stories of kindness, like the one I shared, into a book titled Practice Random Kindness and Senseless Acts of Beauty. And soon there arose the Random Act of Kindness Foundation, built up around this concept, which you can still find on Facebook. The originator of the slogan had this in mind. Anything you think there should be more of, she said, do it randomly. What a concept. We could randomly create more kindness in this often unkind world. As she pointed out, kindness can build upon itself as much as violence can. Her own favorite ideas for random acts of kindness include breaking into a dingy-looking school to paint the classrooms, leaving hot meals on kitchen tables in poor neighborhoods. Of course, I guess that would involve some breaking and entering, too. <laughs> uh, slipping money into a proud old woman's purse. These are just some of the ideas she has spun out. When I first became aware of this slogan circulating, I thought to myself, well, it's cleverly conceived because it replaces depressingly familiar phrases like random acts of violence and senseless destruction with two surprising and pleasant words, kindness and beauty. It's clever and catchy as a slogan should be. But a more cynical voice deep within me said, yeah, it's a cute phrase. It's really great bumper sticker material, but so what? I'm sure all of you know that cynical voice inside. It's a voice that lives within most of us, most of us adults, those of us who have seen too much of the meanness and ugliness of the world, the horror of both random and planned violence, like the most recent mass shooting in a Florida school, like war and terrorism, 
playground bullying and just plain meanness. It is no wonder that we sometimes feel hopeless and despairing of the world changing for the better in any significant way. About a year ago, I myself was a victim of this of a purely random act of kindness. <coughs> this was just a small thing. Coming here to work, I have gone through the toll booth at the Richmond San Rafael Bridge, both coming here to work and in previous times, hundreds of times, surely. But this one time when I got to the toll collector, he told me that the car in front of me had just paid my toll. Whoever paid it may have read the 1991 article I read about the kindness slogan, which begins with an example of random kindness. A woman who pulls up to the San Francisco Bay Bridge toll booth and pays for herself and the six cars behind her. <laughs> of course, it was a lot cheaper then. <laughs> this is an act which uh, the article calls guerrilla goodness. Well, maybe I had a chance encounter with the gorilla toll payer herself, or maybe it was another kindness warrior. All I know is that it su surprised me pleasantly. It made me smile. It lifted up my day and caused me to look for a way to com commit some kind of act of gorilla goodness myself. Kindness begets kindness. After coming across the article on the person who coined the slogan, I saw another article about a kindness gorilla in Santa Cruz who dressed as a clown and fed people's expiring parking meters. <laughs> it turns out that this was actually illegal in Santa Cruz, and the man was charged. But a public outcry resulted in the law being eliminated and the changes dropped. Another victory for the underground guerrilla goodness movement. There is a wonderful story in the Jewish Talmud, a collection of instructive legends passed down through the ages. This story tells how God decided where to locate the holy city of Jerusalem and the holy temple in in ancient times. Two brothers in this story, one who lived alone and one with a large family, shared a field and a mill. And each night, they divided the grain that they had ground evenly. One day, the single brother thought, it isn't fair that my brother, who has so many children, gets only half the grain we ground. So he began to secretly carry some of his grain to his brother's granary each night. Then the other brother thought to himself, I have children to provide for me in my old age, but my brother has no one. So he began to sneak some grain into the brother's granary each night. One day, the brother, one night actually, the brothers met each other on the way to committing their covert acts of kindness and realizing what was happening, 
they embraced each other. God witnessed their meeting, as the legend says, and proclaimed, This is holy ground. This is where my temple shall be built. A more modern story of guerrilla kindness comes from the late columnist Art Buchwald, who tells of riding in a cab in New York with a friend. At the end of the ride, the friend said to the cab driver, thank you for the ride. You did a superb job of driving. The cab driver in typical New York style, and I can say this because I come from there, said, are you a wise guy or something? <laughs> to, which, to which the friend replied, No, dear man, and I'm not putting you on. I admire the way you keep cool in heavy traffic. The driver said, Yeah, and drove off. When Buchwald asked his friend about his surprising effusiveness, the friend explained to the puzzled columnist, I believe I made that taxi driver's day. Suppose he has 20 fares. He's going to be nice to those 20 fares because someone was nice to him. Those fares will in turn be kinder to their employees or shopkeepers or waiters or even their own families. Eventually, the goodwill could spread to at least a thousand people. Buckwald said, well, but you're deepening, you're, I'm sorry, you're depending on that taxi driver to pass the goodwill on to others. The friend further explained, I'm aware that the system isn't foolproof, so I might deal with 10 different people today. If out of 10, I can make three happy then eventually, I can indirectly influence the attitudes of 3,000 more. Buchwald was skeptical about the effectiveness of this guerrilla goodwill, but his friend pointed out that nothing is lost if it doesn't work, and if it does, there is a general increase in goodwill to be gained. You can commit guerrilla kindness toward a grumpy cab driver, and even towards someone who was being downright mean. As the ancient Chinese sage Lao Tzu said, I am kind to others who are kind to me. I am also kind to those who are not kind to me. Thus, there is an increase in kindness. Random acts of kindness can be committed toward other living things as well. Here's a personal story from feminist writer Robin Morgan about kindness to one of Earth's creatures. She writes, I will never forget how I was playing on the beach that day with my husband and son when suddenly there, there were in front of us hundreds of tiny bluefish trapped between the sandbar and the shore by a low tide. Kenneth and I glanced at each other, and suddenly each of us sprang up and began to run, our hands filled with the gasping fish, carrying them out to deep water and to life. Then Blake, my son, 
carrying uh, only seven, utterly forgetting that he was afraid of the ocean, grabbed his sand bucket and filled it with squirming fish to rescue. And soon other people on the beach began to join us in this blessed opportunity to save something right then, right now, a human zigzag of salvation, trying to save some other creatures for a change. I remember thinking, I want to learn to praise such things all the rest of my days. I had a chance to engage in this kind of act a few years ago in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. The, the highlight of my short trip there was an eco-tour that used tourists to commit an act of kindness toward one of Earth's species, an endangered species of sea turtle. The female turtles come from the sea to the Mexican beach, a particular location, just once in their lives to lay their eggs in nests. <coughs> and what has happened is that the habitat has decreased and diminished over time. We have encroached upon their habitat and made them therefore vulnerable to predators like dogs and other creatures, the way we have encroached on that space. Environmentalists now dig up the eggs and they rebury them in a fenced off area along that same beach where hundreds of them can hatch and emerge from the nest safely without some predator coming along. The preservation organization used the tourists to bring hundreds of newly hatched sea turtles to the beach at night where we gently encourage them using lanterns to follow their instincts and crawl toward the sea. They were very slow at it, but we kept at it. This process has helped to increase the number of sea turtles that survive. It was, for me, an exhilarating experience, knowing that we were a small part of this effort to save another precious species from extinction. It's very easy to take on the world's cynicism, to focus on how cold people can be. We see random violence and meanness and destructiveness, or the coldly planned violence of an act of terrorism, or the tragic results of a mass shooting by a young man who never got the mental health care that he needed. We see all of this, and many people tend to, to close in upon themselves, to make a shell that shuts strangers out, and they conclude that the world is on an express train to hell. The current political climate in which compassion for immigrants, minorities, the elderly, and the poor is giving way to callousness expresses this kind of hard shell of self-protectiveness. Columnist Anna Quinlan years ago called this, this kind of activity in the political sphere the politics of meanness, based on what she called a cult of otherness, in which people believe that they have nothing in common, not even a shared humanity, 
with groups of people who are different from themselves. Albert Einstein once said, humans experience themselves, their thoughts and feelings, as something separated from the rest, a kind of optical illusion of their consciousness. This illusion is a prison for us, Einstein said, restricting us to our per personal desires and affection for only the few people nearest us. In this world today, where sometimes even longtime neighbors don't know each other, where strangers and those who are different from us may seem to be a threat, many people do tend to circle the wagons of their spirit in defense and include in that circle only a small group of people. But luckily, there are others who have joined the ranks of the guerrilla kindness movement, who break through those exclusive defenses with large efforts for a wider justice and with small, sometimes random, acts of kindness. I saw this happen in Tucson when I lived there during an interim ministry and experienced the tragedy of a mass shooting in which several people died and Gabby Giffords, then uh, Arizona Congresswoman, was seriously wounded and had to give up her seat. In the aftermath of this terrible tragedy, I saw people building bridges instead of walls, responding to a negative experience with positive efforts for change. And we see it now after the mass school shooting in Florida where students are calling for more significant gun control to avoid such tragedies in the future. They are calling for more connection between people and essentially for more kindness. The word kind comes from the old English, gekind. It was a noun meaning one's ancestors or offspring, and it is related to the words kin, kinship, and kindred. It eventually came to be used also as an adjective and took on the meanings good-natured, generous, gentle, bearing goodwill, having consideration for others, and being willing to assist others. Kindness is an act, whether it be random or not, an act in which we treat each other as we would treat our close kin. It is an act of generosity, which expands the circle of caring, recognizing that, in fact, we all are kin. Through an act of kindness, we transcend ourselves and open a door to the sacred. And from that vantage point, we can see how interconnected all people truly are, how interdependent all of life is. Through kindness and generosity, we lose that optical illusion of consciousness that Einstein spoke of, the illusion that keeps us walled off. Our task, said Einstein, must be to free ourselves from this prison by widening our circle of compassion to embrace all living beings and all of nature.
I'd like to give you a little bit of homework for this new year that we're in now. We Unitarian Universalists, indi individually and collectively, tend to channel our acts of kindness into social activism, working at changing the world, working for gun control, which is very important now, working for the dreamers and other immigrants in danger of being deported, for the homeless at our doorstep, and for many, many others. And all this is wonderful. But your assignment is to go out and commit one small act of guerrilla goodness, or perhaps commit a senseless act of beauty, another part of the slogan. Pick up trash in a public park, help someone carry some packages, serve someone a meal, as this congregation does, help someone with a garden, or bring someone flowers randomly for no special occasion. Maybe you can even return some meanness or thoughtlessness or nasty sarcasm coming at you with kindness, love, and gentleness. Thus, as Lao Tzu said, we can multiply the total sum of kindness in the world. Well, for those of you who wish to take on this little assignment, I'd love to hear how your random acts turn out. I'll close with the words of Sam Keen from his book, Hymns to an Unknown God. Creating a political community based on kindness may seem like an impossibility. We are discovering lately in American society that we can't build a good society on the principles of self-interest and entitlement alone. Without generosity, there can be no community. Without the kindness of strangers, a society is turned into an armed camp. The atmosphere of compassion that transforms a mass of alienated individuals into a caring community is created by countless acts of kindness and charitable foresight. He wrote that in the 1990s, and it is truer even this day. May your homework assignments turn out to be fun. <laughs>